I'm Amanda, and this is Not Your Granny's Quilt Show. Welcome to today's episode. I want to introduce you to our guest, Ashlyn of Urban Dwell Studio. She is a wife, mom of five, pattern designer, podcast host, and artist. From an early age, Ashlyn was always creating from playing school art school with her cousins and forcing her younger sisters to practice plays and dance routines for hours and hours on end to constructing mini homes from q-tips and glue there was always something to transform and beautify as an adult her love for textiles flourished as she found herself making her family's house into a home during the pandemic she began transforming vintage quilts into usable products and a small business was born Upon working with so many incredible quilts, Ashlyn decided to try her own hand at this art form that was such a large part of her life. So she made her first quilt in March of 2022. Then she made another and another and another. And while she's fairly new to quilting, her sewing experience, pattern writing, and design background have culminated into creating beginner-friendly quilt patterns that represent the styles and the spaces of the people that get to use them. Pulling inspiration from the full evolution of 20th century architecture, 90s grunge, street art, travel, and pop culture, she combines minimalist color palettes and artistic concepts to her work, which she hopes will inspire the next generation of quilters so that when they discover the joy that is quilting, there is an entire subculture corner of the quilting world with their names on it, waiting with arms wide open. Thank you for being in a closet, at least, because I feel like sometimes yeah. <laughs> rooms Echo. are so echoey. Yeah, yeah. Then... I mean, yeah, Our, we usually record in like my sister-in-law's basement and even that like it's kind of a bougie basement. So like the high ceilings are like too much sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we need to like actually build a blanket for it. <laughs> I, I'm not against it. I think it would probably be better than having a bunch of like insulation panels around you <laughs> I think we just revolutionized the podcasting quilting community and yeah, yeah we made new roles so <laughs> I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> well thank you so much Ashlyn for joining me today I am very excited to talk to you so let's get into it um nice. tell me all the things how did you get started in quilting and what was that like um, well, I'm like a really new quilter. I guess I wouldn't classify my skill level as beginner, but I'm I literally started quilting in March last year. So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we're coming up on the year mark and it just like was wildfire. I had previously actually made a quilt maybe like five or six years ago, but it was like it was literally to fulfill the need of my I'm having a baby and we need to redo this bedroom for my kids and wasn't finding what I wanted as far as like bedding went and so I'm like oh, I can make something <laughs> so I just made this like strip pieced quilt and it, I mean it turned out really good I my sister-in-law and mother-in-law kind of like co-owned a long arm machine at the time and like I totally took that for granted but like I didn't really know or even think of finishing it a different way. So I was like, oh, yeah, this is what they do. This is how you just finish a quilt. Right. (laughs) So they, like, made me quilt it, like, pregnant, and it was, like, not automated. (laughs) And so I had to go, like, line to line, just, like, wavy. Mm -hmm. Um, But it turned out really good, and I was, like, pretty proud of it. And then when we switched up the decor in that room, I literally just gave the quilt away. And I like, that's how like quilting didn't click for me. I just, I didn't put any like value on that first quilt. Mm. And I mean, I regret it now because it would be really cool to have. And it was a cool quilt, but I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I guess just trying to minimalize or something <laughs> I'm like why did I throw that over I didn't throw it away I gave it away but yeah just, yeah got rid of it like I don't know um wow. yeah um and so I have always kind of done creative stuff but I at the end of 2020 I started like a little handmade business on Etsy 
I had a old like vintage quilt that I had repurposed and I had so much left over. I was like, oh, I'll just make some cute little stockings. Mm-hmm. I listed them on Facebook Marketplace and they like they were gone in like under an hour. Wow. They were all sold out. And I was like, well, that's a nice way to make money because I'm just always on the hunt for the next <laughs> business model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Serial entrepreneur and serial crafter hobbyist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I found some more vintage quilts and made more stockings and I ended up selling like almost 300 stockings that year oh my gosh Um, yeah (laughs) just like on Facebook marketplace um (laughs) and so I was like oh now I have a lot of little scraps of these scraps um what can I do and so I just (laughs) went and it snowballed and I turned it into like just a repurposed vintage quilt kind of Etsy shop and It was really, it was really successful. Um, I kind of like, I don't know. I tend to just make things up as I go, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yeah. as far as patterns go. And so, mm-hmm. I was making my own patterns for the things that I was doing, and I wrote. I ended up writing out one of the patterns, which was the fanny pack pattern, mm-hmm. and it sold really well. And in people were just so excited to have it and I looking back I'm like oh it was just like a really lucky fluke that I got in on the like vintage quilt repurpose train yeah and I did um but I I wasn't really passionate about it so (laughs) it was really really hard to like be making great money with it and then feeling like oh, I really don't like this. Yeah, it wasn't fulfilling you. (laughs) Which is like, I loved the creative process, but it was just like not my style. And so when it came to doing like anything, like product photos and Mm -hmm. any type of like Instagram stuff, I felt like it was always such a chore. And I was Mm -hmm. like, it shouldn't be like this. Um, So last spring, I made the decision to just start doing more of my patterns for the stuff and I was mm-hmm. like it like is really fulfilling when people buy your pattern and make what you make and they want to make what you make um yeah I so can imagine I, yeah I decided to just start like transitioning kind of set a deadline I was like oh I have a summer market and a fall market locally that was really great people loved the stuff there and I just was like I think this will be my last one and so I set my fall one for my last one Mm -hmm. I basically like liquidated all of my inventory of my handmade stuff and I just like stopped um Mm -hmm. my Etsy shop is still there and I have my like two patterns still I still haven't written more than that for like small objects but Mm um I in the meantime of like transitioning, I had found quilting <laughs> and I like, I could not fathom spending my time any other way. Like all I wanted to do was quilt, which I think is <laughs> like typical new quilter, like absolutely obsessed. But um, in the transition, I was like, well, what if I take these weird quilt ideas that I have that people are pointing out are really weird and out there (laughs) (laughs) like combine my interest for making other patterns and I make quilt patterns um Mm -hmm. so that's what I did I did the quilt pattern writing class from Elizabeth Chapel Mm -hmm. in the fall and I launched my first pattern my first quilt pattern this year so that's so cool. <laughs> and it's like, I think when you find something that fulfills you and like speaks to your soul like that, even at this stage, I've been quilting six years, like it doesn't go away. Like I still want to be sewing and quilting all the time. And I think it is nice that I don't have like a situation set up at home because I do have to create boundaries for myself or I will <laughs> do it nonstop. Yeah. But like, yeah it's still on my mind 24 7 and like <laughs> you go everywhere it's like that would be a cool quilt <laughs> yeah yeah my husband my and I were like you're annoying oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're like uh can you stop I know my husband's like um 
not everything has to be a quilt or about quilting. I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, it does. But we were in Spain <laughs> and like seeing tiles and I oh was like, gosh. that, look at, that's such a cool, like I've seen quilts like that. He's like, okay, great. <laughs> I'm like, no, but seriously. He's like, no, seriously, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever. I know. <laughs> They're just, I mean, pattern is so like natural. And then like our human brains just want it to be beautiful it's so we want to just recreate it I don't know it's, yeah it's wild yeah I but I'm with you I think like that ability to see things and want to make them and have the ability to know how to make them is really feels like magic sometimes because I think we go through maybe and I can only speak for myself really I guess but I just went through a lot of my life thinking like that I couldn't do certain things, but as I've like gotten older and got more sure of myself and really practiced different skills and gone out of my comfort zone for things, it's like, oh, I can do these things. And I, I am creative and I can come up with ways to accomplish the things I want to accomplish. And so I think quilting just lets you lean into that more too. Totally. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So you said you, you, transitioned your business from like the homemade kind of handmade like repurposed quilty items into urban dwell home or or sorry urban dwell studio um and that was last fall yeah like officially in October okay and how was that for you like did you have an emotional tie to the other side of your business that felt like weird did you grieve it in any way or um truthfully I kind of grieved the income (laughs) (laughs) it was a really good revenue stream and I mean really fortunately I'm a stay-at-home mom primarily and so it's not our primary source of income but like we were kind of getting used to it and (laughs) (laughs) like having that extra bit of like fun money was really good but I think overall, like my mental health is, has been so much better since and like not stressing about having to ship out orders every day and all Mm -hmm. of that kind of stuff is, has been really nice and refreshing. So yeah, I guess a little bit I've missed it, but (laughs) as far as the production, not really. (laughs) Yeah. That part can be so hard. You're like, oh my gosh, I have to ship all these things. Like get them out in a timely manner or Etsy gets mad at you and like, right you lose your star seller badge that actually means nothing but I know somehow they make it really important it's like super <laughs> arbitrary I know and that's I think that's like the trickiest thing I've found at least just like I'm making a unique one-of-a-kind thing and giving like a six to eight week time window and then getting mad at me when I'm on the tail end of that eight weeks it's like I know it's not a has doesn't have feelings but like <laughs> just that it's like mm, you're gonna miss out on star status again I'm like I don't right. care like passive aggressive Etsy email <laughs> yeah exactly I'm just like okay great it's not because I'm not shipping out items like you know what I mean I'm not forgetting yeah. about my business I'm just like when you're doing this kind of crafty creative business you have to like really consider that part and I think they're just forgetting about the makers who they're supposed to be supporting but right well Etsy has changed so much in the last couple of years with just Mm -hmm. like the resellers and like the supply sellers and I don't know yeah I mean they I'm sure they need to be there and there is a space for them I just wish it was kind of a different platform because it's not not the same and it's hard Mm -hmm. to compete with that expectation when customers will buy something that takes a day to ship out and then your thing takes several days to weeks and like that is like lost on them that it's being handmade like after they order it Um, right like I can't just have Amazon (laughs) yeah right it's not just like ready-made sitting on a shelf it's like no I'm starting from complete scratch you know, working with the client, trying to make sure that you're interpreting their vision correctly. And if they're shipping you stuff to incorporate into your quilt, it's like, okay, great. So then you have to wait for that. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. But I think it is, we wouldn't have the the revenue that we have without it. So it's like, it is hard to be yeah. too mad about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> you're it's like, a love hate, kind of yeah. like Instagram. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah. You're like, I mean, I wouldn't have my business without this, but I still don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, how, so how has like, because you said your mental health has been better. So how has it like changed your perspective on your place in the, the creative business space and what you're providing to the community? Um, I think in general, I'm just, I'm happiest making what I want to make and then offering that to others and whether or not they want to buy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of unfazed by it because I'm not creating to please them. I'm pl- creating to please myself and then offering it to them after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, sure. With my pattern, sometimes I'll make final decisions on like oh this would be kind of annoying to have to do but like sure in general the entire concept is something that I'm really pleased with and I'm like really proud to offer people Mm -hmm. um yeah I think that's just the thing and like the imposter syndrome syndrome of like feeling like I'm just like trying to make money off of people Mm -hmm. by selling what I know they want to buy um it it kind of broke me a little bit but yeah Yeah. I think doing that differently now feels so much better and yeah just the relief and not having the stress of I think the shipping was truly like (laughs) just (laughs) really killing me (laughs) yeah 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 I can see that with the shipping but like and and trying to stay like honor yourself and like what you what you want to do and how you want to show up in that space like I think like you were saying there's so much pressure to create something that you know people want to buy but if it's not like enhancing your life in any way or like allowing you to really show your creative truth then it's like why are you even doing it right and it's like oh I can I mean, the amount of work is probably similar in time, but like doing something once and creating a digital pattern that people can download forever is so much different than trying to make 150 Easter baskets before March 1st so that people can see them, buy them, receive them before Easter, Mm -hmm. like festivities even start. I think that is just another aspect of like the relief I feel and like having to always be like five months ahead, six months ahead. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's like, you don't get to enjoy the here and now because you're always trying to think so far ahead. So like you're trying to enjoy Christmas, but you're already thinking like Easter and springtime and like, what do people want for summer? It's like, no, I want to be here right here right now. Like I want to enjoy the space I'm in in this moment. Yeah. And I have five kids. And so it's just like, I didn't, I wasn't enjoying time with them. I was just like, oh, we're going to do this. But on the way, we're stopping at the post office. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're like, and, mommy's busy. <laughs> yeah. Like, as soon as you guys go to bed tonight, I'm going to make 40 stockings. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a lot of babies. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always like my sister-in-law, my brother, they have my older, my oldest niece, she's 13. And then they have twins who are almost 10. And I'm always like, that's a lot of babies. But then you're the second person I've now interviewed that has five kids. And I'm like, oh my God. It's yeah. The Jim Gaffigan joke where he says, it's like you're drowning and then somebody hands you a baby. It's completely (laughs) accurate. (laughs) You're like, it's fine. Just give me another one. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome that you get to be around with them though. And, and I always like, I'm a hard, hard advocate for like working on your mental health. And I think it's really important for our kids to see too, like at least, you know, my boys, they're my, they're my stepsons, but I've been their stepmom for a really long time. So like we're a really big part of each other's lives. And one of the things that they say to us is just that like watching us be willing to like work through our lives and like not feel like we have to stick with a certain thing if it's not working out. Like we both left our our regular jobs to do the thing that we love to do. And, you know, they're different things, but like 
we're both so much more fulfilled and happier and we are always working on, you know, being better people. And, and they're like, that has the biggest impact on us. Cause we see that, like how much better things are in that realm. And so like being able to do that with your kids and like, show them what it's like to really honor who you are as a person and like, do what you want to do. It doesn't always work out for everybody, which is unfortunate, but when you can make it work, it's like, yeah, do it, grab onto that. Yeah. And I think just showing them how to, I don't know, even just pointing out their talents that they have now Mm -hmm. and helping them develop those and be passionate about, you know, I I mean, they all have their different things, but I have a creative child as well. And I'm like, I would hate to see her go down the same path as I did and think like, oh, you should go to medical school. That's a good idea. And I didn't, but I started to. And right. like hindsight, I'm like, why didn't anybody tell me like, no, you're going to hate that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to do anything. And that's what we try to tell our kids too. Like whatever you want to do, do it a hundred percent and like do it for yourself. Like get those experiences that you want to have under your belt, because if you wait, you're going to just be so sad that you took took too much time to get there and like I mean I don't regret my path I think I needed to do whatever it is you know the teaching and going through all that and taking a thousand years to get through college (laughs) when I'm not a doctor but hey (laughs) what you know what elementary major doesn't want to spend 10 years in in university but (laughs) It's a really good idea because, you know, they pay you really well and you probably could recoup that money in the first year. (laughs) Oh, if only that were true. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So that's cool. But yeah, it's, you know, I think you, there's ways you can appreciate your journey and like how you got to where you're at. But I think when we can like share that with our kids and the next generation of quilters even, or just creative minds like there's so many different ways to go about getting where you want to get and you don't have to have like fancy letters behind your name to get there yeah that's a big proponent of like my patterns as well is like they're mostly all beginner friendly Mm -hmm. and I just want new quilters or even experienced quilters that want modern quilting but like don't know how to get there Mm -hmm. like they've walked into a traditional quilt shop and like, yeah, they probably see stuff they like, but maybe their brain doesn't know how to get from point A to point B. And I just want like a solid jumping off point where they see like, oh, that's how you can make this without having to know 10 years of quilting that is basically useless, you know? Yeah. Or things that you didn't really like making. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, unfortunately, that's how a lot of modern quilters get to the modern side. Yeah, they've like experienced so much they didn't like and felt like they had to go the traditional route first. And it's like, you can jump head first into the modern world and be just fine. And that's how so many of the like beginner quilting classes start, though, even at like local quilt shops. And so mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd love to see that change quite a bit, but I think it'll take time. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. But I also think like, there's so many more voices out there trying to share kind of this modern approach to it that I think I think we'll get there sooner than we think hopefully crossing my fingers because (laughs) I would love to see that and just like even the the more modern quilt shops I've been to I think they have got lots of good modern fun fabrics that people want to see but then yeah it's like ultimately the patterns that they're producing as models in the store or making kits for is like all the really more traditional type quilts and I'm like you're missing the mark <laughs> right <laughs> like read the room my friends but <laughs> we want the weird stuff <laughs> yeah like give me the weird ones I like them I'm a weird one too so <laughs> speaks to me <laughs> yeah. but that's so fun so then you is it your sister-in-law? You just started your own quilty podcast? Yes. The Grateful the Thread. <laughs> I love that. I was like, oh, okay, this is good. <laughs> and we've had so many people say like, darn it. I wish that was my name. Yeah. <laughs> or like my handle. And I was like, sorry, just, 
I came up with the idea. As soon as you lose. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's amazing. So like what prompted you guys to start it? Honestly, um, just kind of that same thing of like being a beginner quilter and not finding what you <laughs> want to make to learn how to quilt. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I, so many of us have that experience of like being a new quilter and being really excited about what you make and the people around you not really getting it or the traditional quilters in your life not being super excited about how your points line up mm-hmm. like very first quilt um right like, and so Calm it's, down. <laughs> yeah it's kind of just like a an ode to beginner quilters and young quilters and yeah all the people in between I think yeah that's so cool I love that the community is growing in that way because I think there is so much to offer but I think it there is like a weird a weird barrier to it sometimes with the generational differences and and the perspectives on it and you know if we want if we want this to continue this tradition of quilting to continue we have to make room for people to make what they want to make and not be so judgy and like sometimes people are like they're so mean and judgy I'm like get out of here Brenda like what Uh, Karen yeah yeah we're like I appreciate and I do I've like I advocate for this too like going to your local quilt shop and talking to the quilters that that work there or are hanging out there because they do have a wealth of knowledge but like when they start crossing over into the territory of trying to tell you not to use certain fabrics or that you shouldn't combine certain colors together you shouldn't do this or shouldn't do that and I'm like <laughs> my quilt my rules <laughs> yeah like I didn't ask your opinion on the aesthetics of my quilt I asked your opinion or what you how much fabric to buy or you know like thankfully now because I make so many stinking quilts. Like I know how to figure all that stuff out for myself and I don't have to ask as many questions, but it is a good place to start. But I also think like, I love, cause I have been working at a quilt shop a couple of days a week, but I love when people are like, oh, let's, I'll, we'll just ask Amanda, like, I'll have you talk to her. Cause she's really knowledgeable in this. And it's like, yes, then I can share this information and like <laughs> be the you know, be the person that intercepts that, that question and not be like, well, now here's what you want to, you have to do this and you have to do that. And, and then be so frustrated by the process that I don't ever want to do it again. Like, I don't know. Could just be me. (laughs) Well, I think the demographic of like new quilters has changed so much. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, part of it's probably the pandemic, but even prior to that, I mean, new quilters were typically retired women Mm-hmm. who now have time on their hands and want to start a hobby and now quilter new quilters tend to be younger and this is how they are choosing to spend their free time while still raising children or mm-hmm. I don't know working a full-time job and so I think yeah I think quilting needs to change a little bit and mm-hmm. the mentality of like what a good quilt is needs to change a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> um and mm-hmm. I I also think people need to not care about what a good quilt is <laughs> yeah like if you're putting it in a show or it's on display or there's you know some reason why it needs to have certain specifications then for sure like if you want your quilt to be judged then you're asking for that but I think just in general if somebody's like look at this thing I made like you don't ever, ever tell your kids that the art that they show you when they're five <laughs> is ugly. Crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, you need to learn how to draw better. Like, you would never <laughs> say that to a kid. And I feel like artistic expressions, no matter how old we are, and quilting is one of those things, is the same exact thing. It's our inner child going, look. Right. And yeah, being so I, excited. Totally. Like, don't yuck my yum. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wonder if it's if part of it isn't like a lot of quilters don't view themselves as artists and so Mm -hmm. like that like artistic respect that exists in other art communities like Mm -hmm. isn't really there um I don't know that's something that I've 
wondered about. <laughs> like, why is it hard for old women to just be nice? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I would have to think really hard about how to say something mean like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do you just have that in your back pocket at all times? Like, <laughs> they complain about younger people being so rude. And I'm like, do you not know how you present yourself to the world that that's the response you get? Like, <laughs> people are rude back to you because you're rude first. <laughs> yeah. And it's not all on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Not all. (laughs) Not all of them. I've run and run across quite a few really nice ladies. And in our guild, I've kind of, you know, made my little group of people that I love and spend choose to spend my time around when we're at meetings and stuff. But (laughs) it's I also took up the task of being the new member, like I run the new member social event. And so every month I offer the recruiter. Yeah. Like if you (laughs) sign up as a new member, you can come to this cool thing. And it's just a little, you know, meet and greet at a coffee shop. But like, I want to be the face of the guild that people see so that they can see that, like, there are younger people that really, truly care about this craft and, and are passionate about it. So totally. Anyway, guilds are hard, I think, Mm -hmm. because you go to see, your quilty friends and like you're so excited to be there and then when you're when there's a new person it's it's not hard to go out of your way but you want to talk to the people that you already know Mm -hmm. um but Mm -hmm. I think being really intentional about how you welcome new people to your guild that's a really cool idea that you guys do that yeah yeah it's it's that was like one of the things that when my mom and I joined that really made me go oh my gosh like that's really cool it was so nice to have familiar faces to when we went to the you know next meeting it was like oh there's Barb there's you know so-and-so there's Susan there's and we were able to like find our little posse of people that joined at the same time and so we weren't walking into a big room full of people we didn't know and and so being able to continue that and provide that I think it's helped change it has helped change my perspective on the quilting community in that sense of like, oh, I really, I really want to like make this a, a nice, safe, welcoming place. And and if I can be an instrument in that in any way, like I want to be. So anyway, it's kind of cool. I'm going to try to steal that. I'm going to okay. make our guild do that. Do it. You should. Honestly, it's <laughs> That's so a fun. really good idea. Like it's so I, intentional. You just it, revolutionized how guilds work. Good job. I mean, everybody listening is going to be like, we're doing that. Yeah, I hope they do, because it's been a really cool thing. And the guild has done it for a long time. It's just like, or, you know, my guild has done it for a long time. But I was just like, I want to be more involved. And I took it over. And my mom was like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I'm like, okay, well, I am. But um, yeah, so I hope I really hope you do. And you can pick my brain if you want to about it. Yeah, but I, I definitely will. I mean, it won't be my job. <laughs> we have like yeah. a membership person, so I'll tell her to do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like a subcommittee of like the membership committee. So I'm yeah. like, it's like my only responsibility is just like hosting those coffees. <laughs> How big is your guild? It's huge. Well, we have, um, we probably have like almost 300 members total. Yeah. I know. And it's been around for, I know it's been around for 40. This is our Ruby Jubilee, like our 40th anniversary. And so like we have a quilt show in the fall every year and um, the, the quilt that will be raffled off for the quilt show was revealed on Thursday night at our meeting. And I was like, Oh, it's Idaho themed. Cause you know, Cute. we're in Idaho and <laughs> it just has all these different blocks of different things that represent Idaho. And it's just so beautiful. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to buy like a hundred raffle tickets, but <laughs> where in Idaho are you? I'm in Boise. Oh, okay. My dad lives in Boise. Oh, really? in Salt Lake. Well, Layton. Yeah. yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're here, you should come visit I, me. I totally will. Like, okay, good. A hundred percent. I'll at least message you and be like, where do I need to go? Yes. I'm so excited. Okay. This is great. Give me the quilt hookup. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so fun. You can come see my studio and I love that. It's at my mom's house. So it's not like (laughs) fancy, but it's really fun. Well, yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. How cool. So have you always been in the Salt Lake area or? 
Um, y- yeah and no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we moved from North Dakota as like I was a child, well, mm-hmm. junior high. So yeah, like okay, half Australia. Australia. Yeah. That's like cool. all of my family is in North Dakota, so it's mm-hmm. it's hard to be like, I'm from Utah, but I guess I'm I have definitely tipped the time of like or the amount of time here than there, but mm-hmm. it still feels like home in North Dakota just because that's where all of our people are. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all my people are here. So I mean most of it. My mom's family is in like northern Idaho and like eastern Washington, but my parents are here one of my brothers and sister-in-law and their kids are here and you know it's this is my home but like yeah I want to go experience lots of different places and like live live somewhere else for a while probably in Europe but (laughs) safe just waiting for our kids to evacuate (laughs) yeah I know we're on our last one he graduates in May so we're like okay but now my husband's in his master's program so we really we can't leave until he's done but a couple more years you've you've got it yeah yeah I'm like can I quilt in Spain probably it'll be fine (laughs) make it work yeah um so I saw that you guys are going to quilt con we are are you quilting no no because my little my youngest brother is getting married like at the end of April and we were kind of like oh we need to focus on that trip so well I think from like this region to Atlanta is like pretty pricey too. Well, yeah. And that's what we were kind of looking at. Like, man, do we really have that to spend right now? And as much as we really want to go, it was just kind of like, that's a big jaunt. And yeah, we were just, and it honestly was best that we didn't sign up because my husband's grandfather ended up passing away at the end of January. And then my grandfather passed away right at the beginning of this month. And so we've just had tons of family stuff and we did have to travel to Atlanta, the Atlanta area for my husband's grandfather. Dang, I'm sorry. And yeah, it's, it's okay. I mean, it's, they were both, they got to live long, long lives. And so it was kind of like sad, but also kind of like, okay, it was celebration of life I guess (laughs) yeah so anyway it's just kind of like okay it was it was good that we weren't signed up to go because we're still dealing with you know all of that so anyway but yeah we definitely want to go next year so I'm hoping that yeah I've never been but Mm. my sister-in-law and mother-in-law who I'm going with are veteran quilt connors yeah I've yeah I feel comfortable going obviously without them but it it's really nice to go with them and have them kind of know the lowdown and yeah yeah well and just yeah have those familiar faces with you so you're not just like I hope I see somebody I recognize (laughs) yeah like there's a couple from our guild that are going and that I would feel comfortable like hanging out with and tagging along mm-hmm. but I just like I'm introverted <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would feel so terrible and awkward um doing that so yeah, yeah. <laughs> how's podcasting then like do you feel stressed about like having to talk to people or um not really it feels like Instagram continuation mm-hmm. where like I can still be super introverted in real life and then just put on this like I'm crazy extroverted I'm outgoing on Instagram and then you need a nap yes and then I need to recoup for three days while I think about every word that I said and <laughs> what what I did wrong right I know I the worst part honestly is editing and having to re-listen to myself I'm just like I am an embarrassing person <laughs> And then I'm like, I'm going to change my whole personality and then it doesn't work. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. I'm stuck like this. <laughs> I like find myself doing annoying things in the episodes and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even, should I just, I should not podcast. This is terrible. <laughs> just every, every single episode is a completely vicious cycle of, yeah. What am I doing? This is terrible. Oh, people like it. Cool. <laughs> Let's do another one. Yeah. I'm like, oh. That one got some views. That's a cool. Yeah, it's definitely weird. My husband and I were just talking about this, just like he's like, is it surreal 
when you're like watching your video back to see like watching yourself I'm like yeah it feels like I'm watching a different person but I'm like myself I'm not being someone else it's just like I think it is like a weird thing to like see yourself and watch yourself and listen to yourself it's like oh okay <laughs> like I feel like podcasting has become so like approachable and like I mean it's not easy to do but like no. people normal people can have a podcast and mm -hmm. I think maybe our generation has this like stigma of like podcasting is for professional people mm -hmm. like the radio mentality of yeah. that being the same thing and so I feel like it it isn't something that I should be doing and it feels a little like I don't know um it feels like extra adventurous to like be not I'm not a radio host but in my mind like that's how this is playing out I don't know mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just yeah. a jumble of words <laughs> no I like I I'm with you because I think I'd be like, okay, I have to like learn all these things. I need to research all this stuff and I need to like practice and do all these things. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to give up because I'm not that person. I am just a regular girl trying to make this podcast because it's fun. It sounds fun. And I'll learn as I go. And I'm okay with, I guess I had to get okay with the fact that like people were going to see my mistakes and, and hopefully see my growth over time, but it yeah. still is like so weird. <laughs> I agree. It's, it's so bizarre to just like, you guys are going to give me this microphone. I could just buy this on Amazon and <laughs> headphones and I can do it. Like yeah. you're going to let me upload this and let people listen to it. I don't need to take a course or anything. Like I know. I'm like, once Ooh. checking, you guys can all just go start your own podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, who, yeah, who is keeping this industry in check? No one. Literally no one. <laughs> <laughs> you answer to zero. But all I mean, you answer to you answer to society, really, which yeah. can be good or bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're doing it for your ego, just maybe don't do it <laughs> exactly yeah and that's like funny because you can tell the ones if you've ever listened to you know ones that you can tell that that's their jam you're like mm, I don't like that <laughs> F, one star <laughs> yeah I will not just listen kidding. to don't you again if anybody a one star just ruins their life even if it's a terrible podcast <laughs> just at least give them three yeah at least not three so is bad. like a good warning for people if you really don't want people to listen to it <laughs> yeah it's like ooh, three stars I don't know otherwise <laughs> just keep scrolling <laughs> right and I think that's like ultimately like online culture too and and going back to talking about like making mean comments about your quilts it's like just scroll on by I didn't ask you to make a comment like right it's it is kind of a weird space to be in because she's like you want people to see your stuff and you want to share that and you want people to comment but it's like only if it's nice yeah <laughs> I didn't ask Just don't be a jerk <laughs> yeah yeah it's like if I say what did I do wrong or I need help with this thing then by all means give me your opinion but if I say I want you to look at this or like I'm so proud of this then just be like okay good job like or right. don't say anything right. what's that like what thumper if you can't say yeah. something nice don't say nothing at all <laughs> right just keep scrolling <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah. you know it's like it's a really fun process though like I love mm -hmm. I love setting up the interviews or the outline and like mm -hmm. I mean it's, we don't have like a script but I yeah. think we're both like pretty like anxious people in general and so like we do best when we have a pretty solid plan of what we're going to talk about yeah and so like writing that up is I love it and mm -hmm. like it's so <laughs> weird that I love it and like she does all the spreadsheets and like organizes the things and the money and whatever and like I'm just over here doing the creative side like planning out the interview or planning out the episode and doing the graphics for it and doing like the graphics for the t-shirt that people bought which is just like a really weird surreal feeling to like oh somebody wanted to buy this thing that I put on a t-shirt that's crazy I know <laughs> that's so fun I know I was like oh I kind of want to make 
like what you guys did. I've been thinking about it for a long time, but I'm also like, who would even buy a shirt? I don't know. But I want <laughs> one. Like I want one. I want a sweatshirt that has my logo on it, you know, like, yeah. But even if it. nobody else wanted one, I would just still wear it. <laughs> you should do it. I'm, I'm telling you do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yes, ma'am. I'll get Put it on out. your to-do list. I will. I'm writing it down right now. <laughs> Take notes. <laughs> no uh listeners she just pretended to write something down i'm really writing it make <laughs> shirts okay i did i wrote it down for real this Officially. time well it looked like she wrote it down guys i did i swear <laughs> look okay can confirm she wrote it <laughs> and my notes about you no <laughs> questions i wanted to ask um okay so back to quilt con who are you most excited to see i want to know um oh my gosh i don't i my like quilty crush is maude mcdonald the retro quilter mm. and so i'm really excited to meet her in person yeah um i'm excited to meet wendy chow mm. there's a lot of i'm just i have this like instagram little pod on in dms that i'm excited to meet those girls and yeah yeah. And a lot of like long arm quilters that I follow and stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I can't wait to see you. You'll have to come talk to me first because I'm going to be <laughs> just in my boat. <laughs> but yeah. as soon as you're, you say hi, I'll, I'll light up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, I'm shy, but come talk to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get nervous about talking to people too. If I'm like, oh my gosh, I did. Because when we went, the quilt show we went to, we went to the UQSM show okay. in 2017 I think so to buy our long arm mm -hmm. and Jenny Doan was there and I was like can I please have a picture with you she was like sure I was like oh my god he's amazing <laughs> yeah like the one time I went out of my way to be like I'm gonna say hi to this person because normally I'd be like slink back be like I don't want them to think I'm weird <laughs> but then I'm always like jealous of people who are like oh I saw this person in the airport and I said hi and got a picture and I'm like oh, I wish I would have been that brave like so many times when I've seen people that I'm like oh my god <laughs> you know they're like I mean so celebrities or like basically just normal people that we all just love their work and so I'm sure it's weird for them to be treated like celebrities <laughs> they're like i'm just a quilter you're like no you're not you're a goddess can we have your autograph <laughs> right can you sign my quilt <laughs> oh my gosh yeah i oh, i'm so sad i'm not going but it's okay i'll just live vicariously through everybody's instagrams and yeah, wish and I'm... make plans for next year you can email me a photo of your face and i can cut it out and tag it along with us if you want to be in some pictures so okay just let me know <laughs> like <laughs> oh my gosh that would be hilarious that's so embarrassing <laughs> i might yeah. though that sounds like a great idea i mean just for giggles we can do that yeah that'd be so <laughs> funny well because like i've had a few people that i've interviewed and just like that i you know chat with on instagram or whatever they're like are you gonna be at quilt con and i'm like no <laughs> and then i feel like i'm letting them down and then I spiral and I'm like, oh, calm down. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but I like, I, I think I've all like been aware of it because of my sister-in-law and mother-in-law, mm -hmm. but like, this is the first year where I've been a quilter and I don't, I don't know if I could handle being a quilter now and not going to quilt gone. Mm -hmm. So in the future, if I have to miss one, I think, I think I will feel the same and so your your feelings are totally validated thank you i appreciate that <laughs> they're pre-validated by me yeah my future ashlyn <laughs> i accept because i need that <laughs> no it'll be i'm so excited do you have um like do you have a favorite design house or like a favorite kind of style of fabrics more than the other um i really love the fabric that ebond makes um it her new line is really pretty it's mm. really it almost looks like street art graffiti mm. um otherwise i i i kind of love all fabric but as far as choosing what i want to make 
a quilt out of, I really struggle to actually find fabric that I want to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the industry has a long way to go in terms of like <laughs> serving this side of modern, but mm-hmm. I know that it's new and we're getting there, but yeah, yeah, I think Ebond. I really love Giuseppe, Juicy Juice, his mm. line. Um, I'm all about the, like, black and goth and yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, that being said, I, I love, like, I honestly can't think of a fabric line that I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I The textile is part of what draws me to quilting. I just love surface design and Mm -hmm. like just thinking that oh somebody drew this either on a piece of paper or on a tablet and now it is sitting in a fabric store it just it blows my mind same with like I think that was the allure of the antique quilts originally too and how I eventually started quilting was Mm -hmm. I would see the fabrics and be like oh this would be so amazing if it was this way or like xyz and right i think yeah just i i really love textiles so Mm -hmm. that's a hard question but i think those are the two that i would say i i gravitate towards yeah do you like um alexander henry like the ghastlies or anything like that um (laughs) have you like so my joke is that i have a a stash and it's pretty much like all printed fabric Mm -hmm. um but I like don't use any of it (laughs) so yeah I buy I buy I buy that fabric but it's just like literally sitting in my stash um yeah (laughs) I can't cut it up or put it in a quilt for some reason it's hard I like his stuff is so fun and like just the big scenes and like how everybody just looks so grumpy like I love it so much yeah (laughs) but I can't even remember I think it might be called like Mardi Gras maybe Mm. it's like all the skeletons and then Mm. it's like so spooky and so so cool just like white background black sketchy like skeletons in ball gowns and it's amazing I can't think of the actual name of that line but (laughs) it's sitting over there in my closet (laughs) (laughs) That's so fun. I, yeah, I I think it's like I love the mixture of genres too of like bringing, you know, big bold florals in with like more kind of macabre or like mm-hmm. more kind of modern styles and mixing that is kind of I don't know. I just like that. Yeah, I I agree. It's really cool. And I like I just like seeing what people think of. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah. Like, how did your brain come up with that? I don't know. That's like, I'm obsessed with the Ruby Star Girls. Because I think (laughs) their stuff is gorgeous. And they all just have such a different little perspective on, like, how they design. But it feels very, like, modern and unapologetic. Like, Mm -hmm. they're like, yeah, we're here to make what we want to make. And we're going to do it how we want. And I just love that. And I love their color palettes, too. Because it's like non-traditional but it's still like so fun (laughs) right it I mean it is it's still so approachable like just the way they Mm -hmm. do like their different scale of prints and Mm -hmm. I don't know I think they they do a really good job I'm excited for like those quilts to age like in future decades and for us to pull them out and find this vintage quilt with ruby star fabric and like we'll all know where that came from so i think that's going to be a cool part of quilting in the future yeah all the k facet quilts and the (laughs) two love quilts right i'm really looking forward to that actually when that's vintage you're like yeah yeah (laughs) it's like a fun thing to think about because yeah it's like everybody has like such a good like strong signature in what they create so then yeah, when it pops up in 40, 50 years, it's going to be like, oh my gosh, instantly recognizable. Whereas if you maybe pull a quilt that's from, you know, the 30s or 40s, it's going to just have a standard gingham or like a standard kind of calico print and you're not right. going to know where it came from necessarily. So feedback or mm-hmm. right. Grandma's <laughs> or old other... apron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool in and of itself. But I think 
the identity of knowing like where those fabrics came from or like who designed them and like that style I think will be really cool for future yeah episodes. I think so too yeah and I think it'll help I think it will help quilts hold their value too because like you were saying like you can find you know people donated quilts or just old vintage quilts that people have just gotten rid of because it doesn't really necessarily have a name or a face to who designed it or who created it and I think with the advent of modern quilting, it is going to stand out more and you will be able to identify those things. And so maybe the value of them will change. Yeah. Even just the like heightened importance of adding labels to your quilts as you make them, I think is yeah. really revolutionizing quilting. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that like a quilt with a label is going to be more valuable and precious in the future. And even as somebody that was reworking those vintage and antique quilts, like if Mm -hmm. I saw something with a label, like that instantly gave it more value because I could place it in time and do research on it. Um, Right. And potentially like ones like that, you can salvage and give back to families. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think when there's a name on it, it's a lot harder to get rid of and just throw into a trash pile or right donate and I don't know maybe that's bad and we don't want future generations to be hoarders for our sake but I I think there was so much lost in terms of quilts um, mm-hmm. in the past and I'm excited yeah. that labels can help with that yeah yeah it's definitely something that we've been pushing to offer to clients like do you want a label on your quilt because we'll embroider it for you and that's so cool yeah, it's been a really great service. Like I feel good helping people like label their quilts and they're putting their stamp on it. Like I made this for you specifically. It's not just some random thing that like, oh, I don't know where this came from. No, you know exactly where it came from. Right. Because like, I think that's, you know, just talking to people like, oh, I had this old quilt, but I don't know if it was like my great grandma or I don't know who started it or who made it. Like, well, so then Nancy should have put a label on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, come on, grandma. No, <laughs> <laughs> but it's also it's kind of sad to think that they. They didn't view their work as like worthy to like withstand history like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that does make me sad, actually. (laughs) I know it is kind of sad. It's like, and maybe because quilting was more of a practical, from a practical standpoint, like, so it wasn't like, oh, I'm making this really cool thing, this unique, you know, gift for you, this handmade thing, because everything was handmade. But I think just the, the perspective coming from like this, this realm of you know, where everything's manufactured and mass produced that then the reverse of that, like, oh, everything that's handmade now, not everything, but you know, these handmade items are coming back with a vengeance where maybe it didn't have as much value as before because everybody lived that way. And then having the new fangled, you know, contraptions of technology was like the way to go. So I feel like maybe it's just a cycle, but it's also like a bummer that there's like a big chunk of history missing when you don't know who made this quilt that ended up in your family room somehow, but you don't know who made it. So anyway, I don't know. I hope like I preach, like put labels on your quilts and have I put a label on a single quilt that I've ever made? No, (laughs) no, I know. I'm so bad. (laughs) You're like, they know where it came from. Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like, are their kids going to know? Are their kids' kids going to know? But I don't know. I guess I could like retroactively go back and try to attach something. But like, give me your quilt. I need to put a label on it. <laughs> My boys would be like, can I Why? take that back? <laughs> yeah. Can I have that uh, Harry Potter quilt back real quick? I'm like, no. <laughs> I am going to make a label on uh, my, our youngest who's graduating. He wants a quilt. So. I'm going to put a label on his quilt. So have you started it? No, of course not. (laughs) Why would I do that? That's silly. (laughs) Do you know what you're making? Yes, I do. We picked colors. He picked a pattern. So now I just have to go get the things and 
start it, but it's, it's just half square triangles. It's kind of cool. I need to actually find the pattern. We just looked at a photo and he was like, that's what I want. And I was like, <laughs> okay, cool. So I need to find the pattern, but, um, it should be pretty simple, but I'm one of those people that's like, even when I'm testing quilt patterns, I'm like down to the wire, like finishing it at 11 59 PM when it's due by midnight kind of thing. So I'm the same. Yeah. <laughs> so that's probably what it's going to be like. I'm like, you know, furiously sewing the night before his graduation. So, I mean, I'm hoping not, but yeah. it's like kind of procrastination, but it's actually just good time management. Like you actually know how long it's going to take you. So yeah. You're just waiting until you need that time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm like prioritizing other stuff first. So mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what we'll call it. <laughs> yeah, it's just you're healthily prioritizing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been super fun and I'm so excited I got to meet you. Yeah, I'm glad I got to meet you too and hop on here and talk to you. Yeah, I can't wait for more episodes of your podcast. And I'm really looking forward to seeing more of your patterns and just watch you flourish in this community. And hopefully we can stay in touch. And thanks again. Of course, it was so nice to meet you. Yeah, you too. Bye.